It feels like it's been forever, but we're finally back to give you a show that you've so desperately needed. We're going to talk about performance-enhancing drugs. Would you rather have roids or cocaine? Vince McMahon steps down, and what type of clauses do you want in your quarterback's contract? This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Maple Canadian Biggie. Maple. Mm. Why maple? <laughs> we French toast this morning and the syrup came Suck straight out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tunes in to see what his name is yeah, for the week. Now they've turned off the show. They're done. They got it's like a, a drinking game, you know, yeah. it's just what they do. But I feel like it's been a hot minute. You know, we had vacations going on. We had COVID make a comeback. Everybody doing okay, though? Yeah, we're here, man. It's been long overdue. We had, I was down in Florida. Then I get the Rona from Florida. Um, so we're back. We tried to piece one together at the end of the week. It just didn't work out last week. But we're back on Tuesday like normal, and I'm ready to roll. That's probably for the best. We've had the, the monsoons and the swamps and stuff like pretty much you, you brought back from Florida. The man cave's been under constant assault since you've returned, has it not? Yeah, it's been flooding. Uh, we're getting through it, though. I got all the photos up high enough to where they're not affected. It's got to keep the floor clean. So you're in Florida. They just play that Cisco song all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thong thong, song? The thong, thong. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. Is that is that a common thing in, in Florida? Dude, everybody got thongs on. Did you? I, I was thinking about it. Man, you just got the match for tan line. I should have. I mean, just rock the Speedo. I should have. That's right. Banana Probably. hammocks. I, I just ask, because I always see these pictures of like the hot girls that are on the yacht, and then they show the guy that owns it, and it's like... <laughs> well, let's let's be honest. Dude. Tampa is not Miami, though. But I'm sure Tampa is still better than Charleston, West Virginia. Well, I didn't even realize until I was down there because you get curious and I typed in Google and all that. And I'm only three hours from Miami. I, I just You think of Florida and it's like eternity driving straight down. Yeah, we're and, already halfway down though. Right, but it was three hours from there. And I'm like, my God, let's just drive to Miami. Do you know how far it is from Miami to Key West? No. If you had a guess? Two hours. It's like eight. What? Yeah, it's like a long ass drive. There's no way it's that long. I don't know. That's what I heard. Someone you're crazy. Wanna, you want to fact check me? Yeah, I know I you're wrong. Fact check you. I know you're wrong. I'm gonna Facebook know. fact check you. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can't talk about Facebook today. We're gonna appeal it. <laughs> we appeal all the time, but you appeal to nobody. First uh, rule of Facebook. No, I just won one. Damn it! And I feel proud about. We're it. once again uh, restricted by uh, Facebook. No, I won my oh, appeal. That appeal was overturned. Yeah, we're good now. Well, I feel like our reach still looks kind of suspect. So no, they're, they're, they're as going soon crazy as, for as soon as we Nick won Cage. the appeal, we're back to normal. Okay. I just assumed because I was a bully for black people and fat people that I was done for. Did uh, did they let you uh, repost it, though? They posted it back for me. Really? Yeah. All right. And you're right. I'm way off. It's like four hours, by the way. Yeah. So either way. Still, a little bit of a hike. But I did a double whammy, like I said. I attacked fat people and black people. You just, uh, you know what? Comedy, though, it needs to be left untouched. No, so my, uh, th- my thing is for real, though. So this big old fat black bitch wants to wear this outfit, right? Yes. And it looks like there's football strings. Yep. And to me, people said she looked like a potato, which she, I see. She looks like played a football. But my point is, they're like, it's in bad taste. Well, my point is, if you're wearing that, 
obviously she don't care yeah, what this like looks why, like. She left the house in it. Why did you uh, put it on? I, she looked like, um, you remember the movie uh, Deuce Bigelow? Yeah. Mel Gigolo. Did you say steak? It yeah. Like that, that. I thought he was going to say like Jabba the Hutt. No, well, I mean, you can, but you know, now you're just being mean. No, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I'm a bully. <laughs> yeah. Lock me up. Uh, they did. <laughs> how many times do you think you've been in Facebook? I made bail, damn it. It don't matter. Let's ma- move on. How many times do you think you've been in jail overall? At least five, six. Okay. I don't know. And we, we try not Here's to the point, though. I want to keep pushing that limit to the point to where I know what the limit is. And sometimes I think I'm good. And then other times I'm like, are you kidding me? It definitely is a gray area. So Just I the- keep pushing it. And then I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I screwed up. Again. As long as it's not political, we're usually okay. Yeah. 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 And don't no, nothing violent. And you know what I did for, the, for my appeal? All I said was is that I've seen similar content on Facebook and they overturned it for that. Maybe that's the, uh, the the tip. Damn it, I got it on Facebook. You should, Where do you think I found it at? You shouldn't be saying that for free on the podcast. Yeah. You should be charging yeah, people to teach them how to get out of jail. Yep. Anyway, glad to be back with you guys. It's uh, It's been a fun summer. You know, you got to check out a Rays game while you were down there. Uh, I got to see my second Reds game in Cincinnati this past week. Uh, and you know, it's, it's the, the summer of, uh, baseball right now, you know, we're through the all-star break, all that stuff's good. How you feeling about your Braves? They almost caught the Mets here. Or have they? It's like neck and neck. Now we're two games back. So what happened? Well, we, we gave one away to the Phillies last night, but the Phillies. I feel really good about it. Really? I do. Uh, we got to figure out what we're going to do with Ian Anderson. Cause he's struggling big time. Um, other than that, man, the emergence of Michael Harris and, uh, Spencer Strider, we're going to pass the Mets, and it's. I think we'll win by at least five games in a division. Okay, Biggie, how you feel about your Mariners after their uh, historic run there? How, how big did that win streak get? 14 games. That's pretty good. Coming out of the All-Star break, three with the Astros, no J-Rod, which kind of gives, gives the whole team a little bit of a different vibe. Got swept. It wasn't like they got killed. They just couldn't hit one yesterday. But it's kind of where it was. They went 22-3 and three and picked up two games or was it three games on the Astros over that stretch because they're playing great? They're playing for a wild card just like they were before. But I, I feel really good about them getting in a wild card spot. I told Biggie this earlier this week. I was like, dude, we all picked the Mariners. They were the darling pick for the division. We felt like the Astros would fall off. And the Astros, be honest, the Yankees came out hot as they did. And the Astros have proven when they play head-to-head that they might be the better team than the Yankees. Um, and they've shown that. Now the Dodgers actually have a better record than the Yankees. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yep. But your Mariners, man, they're surging. Like I told you, you're a Patriots fan. Not much to look forward to anymore, and I, you've had enough to look forward to. But at least that's going to get you through the summer. It about- gets me to the Mac attack. I'll say this. <laughs> hey, he's looking good this year. Well, that's yeah. a whole other conversation. The thing that sucks about the Astros owning the Mariners year after year now is that I really, really like Dusty Baker, so it's hard to hate the Astros even though I hate the Astros. Perfect hire. Perfect hire for the Astros. Yeah. Just like I hate to say it for the Mets, Buck Showalter was also a perfect hire. Sometimes it just fits. It is what it is. But you, you bring up uh, your boy Mac Jones here, so let's make a little transition because uh, we, we saw some. Something. I think uh, Mr. Brown said that was fake news. Uh, where's the Facebook uh, assault on that? Uh, Kyler Murray signs this huge uh, extension, and you remember, all guaranteed. But yeah, but there is a little caveat. There's a clause in the contract. Do you remember what it said? He has to spend four hours per week 
outside of the facility doing independent film study. So my, my big question is, how do you even validate that? Well, other than validate it, was it, it like Tyler is, is said it working from two, home? They wanted six. Do they put it on an iPad and they track us four hours? He turns the film on, clicks it, and goes and plays Call of Duty for four hours. I, I mean, is it going to be another Jamarcus Russell where they're like tricking him with blank tapes? Yeah. How do you validate this? It's going to be like a Zoom meeting, and he's going to have like a green screen set up to make it look like he's there. It's going to be like when Homer Simpson had to work from home, and it's just that little device kept oh, tapping yeah. the inner yep. button. Yep. It's like, oh, he's working hard. No, he's playing Call of Duty. So I guess my point is, with this whole fiasco, is what made them put that in the contract? Is that obviously something he needs to work on? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, is there it, something going on we don't know about? It makes you wonder, you know, and, and you know, when we talk about Kyler Murray, he always starts real fast. And then as the year goes on, he really mellows out and you're like, he's not as explosive or exciting. Maybe he's getting banged up. Maybe it's once people have seen how the Cardinals are playing and they figure out what their strategies are, then they got him figured out. I mean, so maybe they're drilling down on that muscle midget memory. Hey, don't say midget. Who just said midget and they got in trouble? Little people. Little people. Oh, yeah. All right. So my question. I'm short, so I can say midget. Go ahead, Vicky. You were going to say something. Well, I, I was just going to ask you guys. So when that comes out, do you think that it means that he is lackadaisical, doesn't care about uh, being great, or that he's dumb? Because that's what I heard today. Some that people are saying he's dumb. What did he score on the Wonderlick? I'm guessing it was otherworldry. He not, spelled his name right, damn it. He's not Andrew Luxmart, but... Uh, I'm not writing dearest mother so, letters. So uh, you all carry on the conversation. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to look up his Wonderlick score. The greatest Twitter account in the history of Twitter was uh, Captain Andrew Luck. Yeah, I wish then, I had some and of those then, tweets. And then Fitzmagic tried to emulate yeah. it after Luck left, but it wasn't the same. Mm, but, well, the... Uh, Oh no! Here's the bad news. Drum roll. Uh, so the the headline says Kyler Murray scored the lowest on the NFL draft's intelligence test. Wow! And does he also have small hands? Um, he he can't see over the line. It's a fifty question exam that only lasts twelve minutes. Uh, let's see. Does it give the actual score? I don't have like a a, a way to judge this. I guess um, a fifty is perfect. Ryan Finley got a 43, Gardner Mishnu a 42, Daniel Jones a 37, and Kyler Murray got a 20. Well, and I got it. Like, so 20 I, out of 50. I got it. He got a 20, but the names you mentioned ahead of him is not actually endorsing ringing names. So yeah. maybe you can be a dumbass and still throw a football. Maybe, but I mean, that wasn't exactly a lightning quarterback class either that, yeah. that year. Uh, Trace McSorley, Will Greer, Jarrett Stidham. Uh, Drew Locke, Tyree, all of them, Dwayne Haskins, all of them scored higher. Yeah. So my question is, before we get lost in the weeds on how dumb Kyler Murray might be, uh, you can think of Mac Jones or, or Derek Carr or anybody for this matter. What weird clause would you put in the contract for uh, your, your other quarterbacks or any NFL players out there? Uh, so, like, does Tyreek Hill have a clause that he has to compliment to a like ad nauseum just to make him seem like he's the goat. So Tyreek Hill's clause is that since Tua is the most accurate passer in the NFL, supposedly, when he speaks of Tua, he must be as though he's speaking of Tom Brady. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the clause. Like he has to say Tua is the most accurate passer yep. in the NFL. And that's it. Like, look, we're going to bring you to Miami and we're going to sign this extension, but here's what you got to do for us. So what would Aaron Rodgers clause in his contract be? 
That you have to look like Nicolas Cage. Because he no, went from, it's Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe from Con Air. My yeah. bad. He went from John Wick to Cameron Poe. He's got a kind of a trend going. He <laughs> just looked like a dirty <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> He's uh, going to get kicked out of an so Applebee's later. Or, or it could just be sign a contract so expensive that you can't have any weapons now. Oh, there That's you go. Uh, we know what Devontae Adams' clause was. It's similar to Tyreek Hill's. You just have to say that Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback who's ever lived. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we need to skip over the receivers because they're all batshit crazy. We clearly know this. <laughs> Let's focus on the quarterbacks in the league. Joe, so, Joe Burrows is to have an appendectomy in the offseason, not during the season, which is happening right now. Please recover, Joe. We love you. That's a real thing. Yes. He, in the next 24 to 48 hours, he's getting his appendix removed. Not even wait until March Madness. No, just do it now. Wow, do Joe. it now. Mac Jones is to remember pliability and to always go by the TB12 cookbook. <laughs> What's uh, where's uh, where's our boy Cam Newton at? What would his be? Cam Newton. Well, Jameis Winston's is to eat W's instead of crab legs. It's Cam Newton from crab legs. He can't have them. God, what would Cam Newton? I feel like be? Cam Newton's obviously in this last go around of Carolina was. You have to refrain from dressing like Medea because we've had enough clown sideshows lately. You can so. only shop at Ross Dress for less twice a year. Yeah, there you go. That's what his clause is. Yeah. All right. What about uh, what about, no? What about Baker? Baker? When they traded mm. for Baker? Oh. Mm. Right, so you're the Panthers. You just bring in Baker Mayfield, and you have to sign some type of clause there. Is it just not to make any more progressive commercials? I was just going to bring up the same thing. Now you're doing commercials here. Remember the pregame last year? They had the big Panther that was fake in the stadium. The yeah, Now you're like doing commercials with shit. that Panther. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you don't yeah. get to have uh, – who's quarterback for the New York Jets? Uh, well, it's – Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson. He should really have the Panther. He needs the fucking claws. Cougar. Excuse my language. Cougar. You can it's bleep that cougar. out. But my point is – Zach Wilson's clause is that he stays away from all front office uh, wives and the whole con- uh, whole team because no one is no one feels safe in training camp. That explains why it was such a, a hot news item because he was clearly violating some of his contract language there. He, he's getting a little frisky with the front office women, so you never know, dude. That that's like next level, next yeah. level. We thought it, uh, Wilson's mom was the crazy one. No. Apple don't fall far from the tree. And now we see where it comes from. Zach Wilson's a baller. He's just not on the field. You know? So you're Russell Wilson. You're now in Denver. What's your clause? Stay away from the weed. What do you do? do? Well, that's too easy. I don't know where his is. What what made me think of that was that one uh, picture of him with the cornrows, and it's like, he's the new (laughs) cop. Can I have one drug, please? I would like to buy one drug, sir. Yes. You so, don't have to like the bad drugs. So it's no, Denver's, Denver's clause is they they tell Russ he can't have cornrows. Okay, that's that's what it is. No cornrows for you, Russ. So we'll put it up on the page and we'll ask people what they think uh, the best clauses in the NFL contracts could could be. Uh, over under how many comments before somebody mentions Antonio Brown? Oh, I'm giving it about 12 comments. I was going to say 10, so we're right there in the same ballpark. Uh, what would your clause be if you were signed to an NFL team right now, Biggie? My clause would be that I had to lay 
off the sauce until the pregame meal, and then I could have whatever I wanted because it made me play better. I, I would just say that you have to say, don't you know, after everything. Ain't no one going to ask what Derek Carr's clause is? Don't what you is know. So my clause clearly with Derek Carr would be no more trips to Joe Osteen's church. <laughs> I know you love Christ, but you got to stay out of that church because plumbers are finding money in a wall. Get out of there, Derek. It's not right. I just remember Mattress Mac is loved in Houston more than Joe Osteen. Houston. Get out of there, Derek. I know Daryl Strawberry is with you, but get out of there. Well, speaking of clauses and contracts, one thing that probably wasn't covered uh, back in the day was in Major League Baseball. Did Jose Canseco or Daryl Strawberry have any any clauses in their contracts that you're aware of? Uh, just be on the field and don't fall asleep, apparently. <laughs> so I don't know. We recently had something that, that did pretty good on, on the social media platforms. Uh, what was the uh, eloquence behind the the statement about the two that we're talking about? Now you had Jose, who had a f- clear 40-40 season on steroids. Juice to the gills, 40-40. Yeah, the Bash guy. brothers, him yeah. and uh, McGuire on the A's, and you had Strawberry, you know, on the everybody who's seen the Once Upon a Time in Queens had 39 and 36, and they, the, he was coked to the gills and banging hookers in between innings. So which one's more impressive? Which career would you rather have? Well, I'm going Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> it's just more fun. I did everything but play baseball. Uh, Daryl Strawberry wouldn't pick Daryl Strawberry's career now, but that's beside the point. So uh, you're telling me you can take some steroids, be juiced, and you're just doing a little bit better. Maybe cocaine is like what people ought to be taking because it just makes you incredibly focused right now. Cocaine is a uh, street Adderall. Right See, and that's why I'm not buying the whole steroid BS because all it does is help you heal from injuries quicker than you should. It don't make you hit the ball any better. You still got to have the hand eye. Steroids not going to make you see the ball better. Does cocaine make you faster though? Clearly, it's going to make you faster. Yes. <laughs> I mean, strawberry. <laughs> Strawberry's numbers when he wasn't on the coke isn't as good as when he was, is it? We don't know that. Uh, I think you can see a transition maybe that's because he got older now you say that <laughs> you age really quick when you're on the Fa- father time took the over dust. there i'm just saying i feel like uh like jose probably been the same guy whether he took roids or not that's just my opinion now nah, you're, you're probably right and and strawberry probably would have been better if not coked out of his mind and and having hookers so yeah the clear winner is jose then if we're talking about career longevity i don't know i mean Dude, Jose hit like 460-something home runs, didn't he? Yeah. (sighs) Strawberry was just – he was a rocket. I mean, it was a few years of just phenomenon, and then it was just – he got old quick. I remember The Dodgers was amazing there for a minute, then he went to the Yankees. Won World Series with the Yankees. Yeah, Yeah, I remember him on the Yankees and just being like, well, this guy was good. He was a a role player. He was a role player of the Yankees. I, my first memory of Strawberry, because I wasn't really following baseballs clearly in 86 with the Mets, was when it, in 1991 with the Braves, because the Braves were in the Western Division back then. It was Braves and Dodgers, and uh, we both had over 100 wins. And Strawberry was the guy with Lasorda on the Dodgers, man. So he was still rolling in the early yep. 90s, but after that, he was done. Yep. Yeah, my memories of him are mainly as a Dodger, because that was when you were you know, 9, 10, 11. I mean, sweet swing, not like Will Clark's sweet swing, but just something about a lefty swing, man. Like, it was effortless for him. Yep. 
Uh, now he's uh, hanging out with uh, Derek Carr. And yeah. <laughs> and preaching all over the world. And uh, he was or just Texas. He was preaching in uh, about an hour from here and out near Logan. Yeah. Last month. Yeah, what was up with that? Like, he's just randomly going to hop into Appalachia. Well, so I, I'm, I'm kind of ticked with Daryl right now because if you're truly a man of Christ and I messaged you, and I was like, dude, you're an hour from my house. You know, let's, uh, that'd be, I'd like to come down there and check it out. And he just ignored me. Don't shame him. I'm just saying. <laughs> you should uh, ask Ed for some help. Yeah. Yeah, just something. But yeah, we, you, would you have made the trip? I would have made the trip if he didn't like, acknowledge I was a human being. <laughs> just at least respond. Yeah. All these I'm other, part of this universe too, Daryl. All these other baseball players will talk to you, but not Daryl Straw. Who, who's the messenger of Christ? He won't even talk to me. <laughs> I'll open my walls for you. Yeah, can I can I can I dig out the walls behind your turlet, Daryl? We don't we don't often cover religion in this, but Mr. Brown's a little salty over I am him salty. I am salty. Don't sit here and act <laughs> like you this and that on social media and not even speak to people. Yeah. I, I see this as a sensitive subject. Now. I give you the shirt off my back, Daryl. Therapeutic session here. It might be. Maybe uh, Maybe we need to reach out again. Maybe we so need- hell yeah, I take Jose. <laughs> At least Jose is what he says he is. Did you ever see the uh, Jose Mark McGuire uh, Netflix? I tried, man. It was god awful. I'm sorry. You I, I, could, it, I could handle about five minutes of it. It was bad. It was bad. Is that is Danny McBride? Isn't that? Um, yeah, eastbound, eastbound, eastbound and, down. and down. I don't remember. I know it was I, what's his name from uh, uh, Sandler's I, boy. What's his name? Which one? From uh, that's my boy. Oh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, he was in there. Yeah, so I think it was Samberg and Danny McBride. Maybe. And all I remember about it is my name is Jose, and then it would just fade out. Oh, it was so nonsense. bad. It was so bad. Biggie, do you have any idea what we're talking about? No, I do not. Guys, don't do you, ever figure it out. Do yourself a favor right now. Get to Netflix and go watch The Bash Brothers. It's the greatest thing you'll ever see ever anywhere. I, really quickly, I just wanted to hit on this because we, we've been talking a little bit of baseball off mic and things like that, and we were – Talking about like war, and I know war is not the end all be all, but generally speaking, if you're like a 60 war, 65, you're borderline Hall of Famer. That's kind of what we were saying, right? Yeah, I think it's 60 or 70 range. Right. So we were saying, so Harold Baines at a 38, that's why we get pissed off because he doesn't belong in there. Uh, Lowers the bar for sure. Right. And and like Kurt Schilling is a what? What'd you say? 80. An 80. 79.5. I won't round up to 80, damn it. Yeah. Uh, And he's not in. So, you know, we were talking about, you know, Fred McGriff is a guy that gets a lot of uh, conversation around it. But Del Murphy. Del Murphy. But, Del, you know, those are guys that war's a little low. Who's the guy you just looked up? What was the war number that you gave before we say his name? The 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 guy we were really He's going 75. In. He was what? No, there's two of them. That's the other one. We have two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of Sweet Lou. Yeah, 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 yeah. 60.59 time all-star. All right, so he's nine-time All-Star. How many Silver Sluggers? Five. Five. Over 500 home runs. Over 500. So 500 home runs used to be the magic number to get in, right? Yeah, 2,700 hits. And this is a power hitter. What's his average? 292. 292? Was he, I don't know, did he cheat? Did he? World Series champion? Oh, he's got a ring too. Yeah. So who is this guy? Mr. Gary Sheffield. Why is nobody talking about Gary Sheffield getting snubbed? One of the most violent swings in the game ever. Like when a pitcher sees him on deck, they don't want no part of that. 
Like we we were just looking at Vlad uh, a minute ago, who's got great numbers and and his Sheffield's war- got a higher WAR than Vlad. Yeah, yeah, and is he, he's got more home runs, more too. home runs, more hits. He's not in. Yeah, he played the field. Yeah, and the thing is, is I get it. Like he was under the cloud, but so was Pudge, so was Poppy. Poppy actually got more uh, proof than anybody else. He failed a test. Yeah, so you got, but you got Pudge, Piazza, all on the cloud. Sheffield similar to those guys. So is Sheffield an asshole? Oh, we knew he was an asshole. I mean, is he that much of one where the writers just don't want to put him in? I mean, I don't know if he was that big of an asshole. I mean, maybe he's like a justice and got pissed because they charged for Coke in the clubhouse. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but like Sheffield should be a Hall of Famer. Who is the other I'm, name you had? I Sweet just, Lou. Sweet Lou. His, his war is 75. 75. That's clearly above the mark that we look at. What so, you got, Biggie? Well, I was just going to say for Sheffield, you always look at guys in one of their best five or six years, but he had a stretch here where he bounced around between different teams, so he did this against different pitchers. 334 homers, 325, 43 homers, 311, 36 homers, 307, 25 homers, which is that year, 330, 39 homers, 290, 36 homers, 290, 34 homers. So he's a model of consistency. I mean, just there's no ebb and peak. He's not like a guy who was on roids like a Brady Anderson who all of a sudden hit (laughs) 50 home runs in a year. The fact that he doesn't get talked about more is just a shame because 500 home runs, 3,000 hits, 300 wins. So he's used to be sure-ins for the Hall of Fame. He's a 3, 4, or 5 hitter every year of his damn career. Yep. Uh, That's really how it feels. All right, so let's jump back to Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. 75 war, rookie of the year. Five-time All-Star, 1984 World Series champion. Okay. Okay. This was – let me mind you here. This is when second basemans were like – they're, they're the, You're not power hitting. Yeah. 244 home runs, 276 career batting average, 2,400 hits, but he averaged 17 to 73 over 19 years. And one of the best double play combos with him and Alan Trammell the, the game has ever seen. So he's so when you're playing a position like that, how you play in the field is a lot of right. what goes into that. Right. To put it in perspective, okay, his 244 home runs, Ryan Sandberg only had 282. And you think of Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Sandberg, Sandberg as a like power. His, he, yep. He's like a Mount Rushmore of second baseman to a lot of people. Think about that. Well – this has been your disgruntled Hall of Fame ballot segment of the show. So, uh, maybe we'll- hey, Sweet Lou, <laughs> Sweet Lou wasn't a power hitter. But here's the thing. Let's take it a step further. Roberto Alomar. Okay. 67 war. All right. 2,700 hits. Batted 300, but he only had 210 home runs. And he spit on an umpire. He did. He did spit on an umpire. So, you can make an argument <laughs> that Sweet Lou has a better case than Roberto Alomar. Although we've all wanted to spit on an umpire. Yeah. Yeah. Just Angel. Yeah. He was a part of that 84 Tigers team and started 35-5. and Sparky running the ship. I just think that. Sometimes that also helps your resume. Yeah. that Like when you're part of an iconic team. So going back to Sheffield, was he not on the Indians World Series team? No, was he, he was on the Indians 97 the World Series. No, but they went to the World Series. No, he went on that. 95, on that no. One? Absolutely okay. not. Or 97. He was on the Marlins. He was on the Marlins when they won it. Yeah. I remember that. That damn Marlins team was stacked. Yeah. Yeah, they built it. Great team. They, they built tore it around it down Jeff right Conan, after. Baby. <laughs> Edgar Renteria, I believe. Craig Council yeah. was on that team. Yeah. Jeff Conan. Jeff Conan. Um, let's see. Uh, 
got a Devin White in there. You got a um, Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, Sheffield, it was nice. Kevin was Brown. Was Jim Leland yeah. at the controls yeah, Jim, there? Jim Leland. Jim Leland. So, yeah, I mean, this opens a lot of eyes, man. Like, to me, let, let's do an overhaul in the voting because, my God, you can clearly put Sweet Lou and Alomar together, and it's it's clear on paper. Well, maybe we'll come back next week, and let's see if we can just bitch about another guy who's been left off. Well, I'm can. sure we can find one. We can just, let's, let's do that for the rest of summer. Let's yeah. find one a week. Yeah. And just railroad. Make the, his case for him. Yes. We'll make the case here. And well, we'll, we made two today. We did. So we got to slow down. We got space it Sheffield out. and Sweet Lou. All right. Put them in, damn it. They're locks. I know sometimes people don't get super excited about talking uh, wrestling, uh, but, you know, SummerSlam's coming up. Not a lot going on other than baseball right now. NFL training camps, all that stuff starting to take shape. But WWE... Stayed in the news all summer because Vince McMahon found himself in a little bit of hot water. And the world of professional wrestling since I've been alive is now completely different because Vince is no longer running. He is no longer associated. He has stepped down, resigned from World Wrestling Entertainment. How does that make you feel, man? Do you feel old? Do you just feel weird about it? Like, he's gone. Vince Vince basically looked in the mirror and said, I'm fired. I'll know how to feel about it after SummerSlam because this could just be a ploy. I mean, you never know. In wrestling, anything's on the table. Yeah. I was going to say, like, is it real? I guess it's my first impression. And secondly, um, I'm not a big wrestling head like you two are now still currently because – I feel like the product has really tailed off and the creative has been God awful. So all I'm saying is I pray to God that he is done because they've got to make a change. The storylines have been God awful. They've had characters that they could develop. They've chose not to. And that's why the AEW is doing what it's doing because the WWE has let them in the door. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty much just picking up the pieces of where they kind of mess up and, and they haven't done great with it, but at least you got another viable option. That being said, uh, Vince, uh, you know, he's 77. Some people say he's out of touch a little bit. You know, Vince is the kind of guy that you could have a whole storyline written out for the show and it's Monday night raw and it's going live in five, four, wait a minute, give me the script. And they just destroy it all and start over because he just doesn't like the way it is. Uh, so do you know who's in charge of creative now? Is it, uh, uh, <laughs> Hunter's got all of it, right? So Stephanie is the CEO along with this guy named Nick Khan. Uh, but but Trips is responsible for all of creative. Yep. This is a guy that months ago was kind of out the door. That's the hey. biggest like twist and turn of this is what that he hadn't the when the headline came out that he was reinstated as, you know, executive of talent, it was weird because they completely phased him out. They were gonna go a completely different direction until now. Yep. So what do you mean? He's still married to Stephanie. So how how are they phasing him out? How does that sit well at Thanksgiving right, dinner? So so to back up a little bit, so Triple H was responsible for NXT. So you mentioned AEW. Most of the talent AEW is making a living off of now came from NXT because Triple H was building the stars of tomorrow. And then when they'd come out of NXT and go to the main roster, they just dropped it. They didn't know what to do with it because they just keep doing their residual storylines. Yep. And WWE does this thing called 50-50 booking. So me and Big, you're going to have a match. If he beats me this week, I get to beat him next week. And then he'll beat me the following week. Then I get to beat him again. So like, how do you establish a star if everybody beats each other all the time? 
You know, so there's no Goldbergs. There's no Goldbergs. There's no Steve Austins. There's not. No, you're not getting any of that. You know, they're you're you're all on equal footing. Seth Rollins. You know who Seth Rollins is, right? He's lost more matches than anybody in all of WWE this year. And he could win the title tomorrow, and nobody'd think twice about it because their booking is horrendous. It's so yep. stupid. It's supposed to make you think it's real, not be complete horseshit. But anyway. Uh, they had a, a meeting, uh, I guess, uh, Friday or Monday, and Triple H is telling everybody like how things are going to be different. They say morale is like at an all-time high. People feel like they're not walking on eggshells, that they can have their input, and they're going to do some more things. I guess they're changing their TV rating back to TV 14. Uh, my, I heard the rumors of that. Yeah, my favorite story out of the whole week, though, was Brock Lesnar walked out of SmackDown. He didn't want anything to do with it. He's like, is I that quit. real? Is that real? Yeah. Allegedly Vince is it done. Was, I'm done. But but he came back. He came back. And He's did, already back. He yep. came back that night and did his job. So the story goes is he did split because he's a hothead and that's how he is. And then he calmed down and he came back and he did the business like he should because uh, he's got a contract. You know, show up and do your job. He's a professional. But uh, so he's know, working out his contract now. I mean, we don't know. You know, he's. You know, he was, he was loyal to Vince. And a lot of people were. And so Vince McMahon is in trouble. Do you know the specific thing that he did? Uh, I, only from you, Chad. I just know he used company funds to uh, buy hookers and whatnot. $16 million worth. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Over several years. Yeah. So but- this was like uh, Wolves of Wall Street. Remember, remember when his dad came in? Remember? Remember that? <laughs> it's exactly what it but said. They were classy hookers, whatever That's he right. said. So, uh, for sides, for sides, Jordan. Remember that? They're just sitting there laughing. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got, that's Vince McMahon right now. We got a lot of sides. Yeah. We got all the sides. All the sides. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly Vince did as well. So, uh, the, the, the problem isn't necessarily having a non-disclosure agreement and paying these girls off. But when you use company money from a publicly traded company and you don't notify, any of your board of directors or your financial statements that that's what you use this money for. Yeah. The sec gets a little pissy about it, you know? So that's ultimately why he's gone. So if Vince McMahon would have never taken it public, this shit would have never happened. Just remember that ladies. So and that's gentlemen. what I was going to say. You know, when did they go public? They went public under his leadership, correct? In like 2001 or something. What's funny about that? 2001, they go yeah, public. I remember that now. The end of the attitude era, they go clean. It's like all PG, where you just yeah. said they went to TV fourteen. So that's why they went clean. Do you, yeah. no, do you know yeah, why they not. did? Other than that, his wife Linda was making a run in New York. Uh, yeah, as a political. So they come back to this. He ends up getting burned in the long run for the company going clean to do something for his wife while he's banging chicks on the side using company funds. Not just him. Like John Laurinaitis was in there. Like he yeah more than just himself. Yeah. So, it. I see him throwing lobsters at the SEC and, and cash and be like, I make more money than you this month than you do doing all year. He just walks in with the strut. Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? You exactly. Know, something like that. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I'm going to miss Vince, but after seeing him take the stunner at WrestleMania this year, you know. Time, right? It, it, it's yeah. time. Like, but I, I, my prediction, though, and then, Big I'll let you go on here, but my prediction is that Vince McMahon will not live another five years on this earth. He's a workaholic, and you took it away from him. I what think, does he do I, now? I think he's just going to die. It's funny you would say that. It's exactly where I was going to go. You look at Vince McMahon, 77 years old. He looks better than any of us. Guy's in top physical shape. He's all over the place. He's different events, working behind the scenes. 
what does a guy like that do when he's got nothing left to do? So we're all in agreement that he dies before age 82. So my question is, does he make a WrestleMania appearance between now and 82? No. I think he gets blacklisted. So he's done. Worse than Hogan. I think he gets the Hogan. He's getting the Hogan. Yeah. And Vince is the only guy that was going to bring Hogan back, so you're never going to see Hogan again. Yeah. I got that. That ship's done sailed. Yep. Uh, the uh, the one thing I will say, uh, a lot of people came out on social media and they said good, bad, or indifferent. You wouldn't have wrestling what it is today without Vince McMahon. And that means even like going through the 90s and all that because you got to remember, he's the one that broke the mold and went and bought up all them territories that his dad was rolling over in his grave about because that's not how you do business. You're going to make enemies. They thought they were going to kill him one day because he was doing all that. All he did was make a monopoly. Uh, he did. He built something huge. that an even, empire. Even Ted Turner couldn't take him down. Yep. He, he said that before in an interview. If his dad would have known what his plan was he for the company. He would have never sold him the company. Yep. He retired Ted Turner back in Montana, and he was grazing the buffalo. <laughs> buffalo burgers. Visionary. He hang with Vince. Showman. I just, I don't know. I have a lot of admiration for what he did with his vision and how hard he went after it, however it may end for him. So my, my question is, uh, especially for you, Mr. Brown, Biggie, I'm curious for you as well, but him not being in charge, does it give you any inclination to, to maybe scan in one day and just see what things are? Are you going to maybe look at SummerSlam or it's just, you know what, wrestling's just not for me anymore? All right, so w- what I had done, even after I quit watching wrestling, there was two shows I'd watch. Royal Rumble and WrestleMania? Correct. Ah, those so, are good ones. So I'll probably – when's WrestleMania? Is it over? It's April. Yeah. All right, so – You got SummerSlam coming up. I won't watch SummerSlam. I'll turn into the Royal Rumble, probably, and I want to see what I think, and then I'll go from there. There you go. Because if if the Rumble's good, then it makes you lean into WrestleMania one yeah. way or the other. I'm, wi- I'm willing now because I haven't watched – I'm going to be honest. That was something that I would watch, not like bring friends over or nothing, but I would watch it like secretly. Oh, yeah. And those two events. Because Royal Rumble's cool because you're, it counts down you're like, who's coming out? Oh, it's the Boogeyman. Yeah, I think we watched it this year, though. Yeah. I think we watched it together. So, and we were all, like, disappointed. It yeah, was so good. I'll watch that and WrestleMania, and I'll do that. But I want to see how it goes. And then up until that point, I'll just take your all's word for it. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. So before Biggie goes, I, I don't watch WWE very regularly at all. Like, I, I more or less will kind of see <laughs> the um, – Oh, wait a minute. West, West Virginia wins the TVT. Um, okay. Or they, they win their game. They beat her dad. Mr. Brown's dying. He got so excited. But, uh, yeah, I I, um, I I might watch it like once a month. Like, it's it's really rare that I might tune in to, to Raw or SmackDown. Like, I never watch SmackDown. Like, Friday night, I ain't got time for that. Um, I, I watch AEW probably maybe once or twice a month. But I more or less just keep up on the dirt sheets and just read. Like, it's more of the soap opera shit I enjoy. Yeah. Like, let's read the rumors. Behind the scenes, the business stuff. I watch more AEW probably once or twice a month. I'll catch them on Wednesday night. I enjoy their pay-per-views. I really like how they've kind of amped it up and what they've been doing with the cage and off the top and the blood. I'm going to watch SummerSlam this year for the first time in many years. I watch WrestleMania every year. Even when I wasn't in wrestling, I still watch WrestleMania. Royal Rumble, I also appreciate it. Where they're going to change the TV rating, I think they'll try and make a splash at that event. So I'm interested to watch SummerSlam and see what I see with Hunter and Stephanie at the controls. I'm just curious if they're going to get rid of the 
the ban on words you can't say. Like you yep. can't call it belt or strap. You have to call it championship. You can't call it title. Yeah. You can't call it any of that stuff. But the one thing I, I'm looking forward to see if this happens or not, there is a wrestler in NXT right now that will be the next big thing. Sorry, Brock. But it's uh, a guy named Braun Breaker. Do you know who that is? I do not. So Braun Breaker is Rick Steiner's son. Why in the hell aren't you calling him Steiner? Yeah. Like capitalize you, on the name recognition. Yes, like you like they'll acknowledge that it's that his son, but why do you call his name Bron Breaker? Like it's so stupid. Yeah, so stupid. Just call him Bron Steiner. I don't know what his first name is, but the dude's a stud. You got to honor those legacies, right. man. Right? Like why? Like you don't. Randy Orton is called Randy Orton because of Cowboy Bob Orton. You know that's the way it goes. Yep. I mean, I, it, Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair. They try calling her Charlotte, but then they're like, ah, we can call her both. It's yeah. like, woo! Can't, can't it's even in her theme song. Yes, you got to acknowledge that stuff. And, you know, I don't know. The it's, biggest thing I'm interested in what they do in WWE is that when we grew up, all the characters had their own control for the most part, did their own promos, that kind of thing. It became to where it was so orchestrated, like you were just saying earlier, Vince, tear it up. It's what he wanted out of every person. They were all robots. Triple H comes in, we'll give you guys, you know, morale's high, blah, blah, blah. They give them more character control. I'm interested to see if there's somebody who stands out. Well, their their stock price went up this week. Hmm. I, that's why they announced Vince retiring or resigning on Friday so that, like, everything calms down over the weekend and then come today being a Tuesday night, their stock price is back up. Yeah. That's how you work big business. Uh, all right, well – I think that's enough show for uh, this week. We'll be back hopefully next week. Nobody's getting COVID. You're not on vacation, are you, Biggie? I am. You are? Yeah. Where are you well, going? not really a vacation for me. I'm going to North Dakota. Oh, when are you leaving? Uh, Thursday morning. Okay. When are you coming back? Uh, August 8th. That's uh, Man, are you excited about the price of gas for that trip? Oh, God, no. I'm dreading it. You, got, you might as well fly for as much as it's going to cost I tried you. finding that guy online who said your vehicle could run on water, but uh, apparently he mysteriously died in a car crash. Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> it is real. It's You're, real. If it's on the internet, doesn't lie. It must be true. You can't put it on the internet if it's not true. All right. Well, don't forget to check out our other aspects on social media. Mr. Brown's got his America's pastime for the love of baseball. You got any good autograph signings or giveaways coming up? I do, but I can't tell you who it's going to be. But you can tell everybody when to tune in. Every Tuesday at 7 and uh, 7 p.m. There you go. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another edition of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for letting us invade your eardrums. We'll see you next week. Minus one Canadian biggie. Have a wonderful weekend, and. Bye-bye.